This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Right, Chris. Good evening. All right. All right at the back. I tell you what, I'm a, I'm a bit better than I was yesterday. <sighs> Calm down a little bit after that. What are we doing? <sighs> I mean, no disrespect to the teams we've played, but as I said, we have had such an easy start, apart from Man City, um, to probably to a Premier League season that we've ever had. But when I feel, when I feel down, and when I feel a bit unhappy and depressed at, you know, the football team, then I like to turn to the good book. Because I find that, you know, when I turn to the good book, it, it enlightens me. You know, it, it brings meaning back into my life. So if you don't mind, I'd just like to read you a passage from, from the good book. And it was on Wednesday, the 27th of uh, September, 1961, when goals from Gordon Wills, Ken Keyworth and Hugh McRonald scored, secured a 3-1 win for Leicester City over Glenoven in the second leg of the European Cup Winners' Cup first-round tie. That completed a 7-2 aggregate win and set up a clash against Atletico Madrid. Yes, the good book 
Leicester City, on this day, cheers me up no end. Good evening, it is Leicester till I die. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, YouTube, Leicester till I die TV. Please get over there if you haven't already and uh, subscribe. We're over the thousand. We're slowly growing. Uh, but if you can press me buttons, tweak me knobs. Hello, Mrs. Riley. You'll know that I am... <laughs> It makes me happy. If you're on Twitter, it's at Lester TID. You now get us live on Twitter and uh, Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. And if you are listening rather than watching, and I don't know why when you've got two handsome hunks on tonight, um, but we are available on all the major podcasts, including Google Podcast, Amazon, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. And we are heading towards the 9,000... 9,000 listens on podcasts. It's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. It probably says more about my face than just about how good the podcasts are, if be true. Well, were you there on Saturday? Well, neither, neither of us two were, which probably makes us <laughs> experts to talk about it. Daniel, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm all right, Christopher. How are you? I am very well, thank you very much. Welcome along from Turf Morehouse TV. Give a shout out to your channels. So, yeah, obviously, we've been going just less than a year now. Uh, little Burnley channel, hoping to get there, uh, to reach Chris's hearts, but we're not. We're not that big a club as Leicester. Um, but, yeah, we are at Turf Morehouse on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and Spotify. So, yeah, please do. If you think uh, this is a face for radio, go and check us out on Spotify. You're just a small team near Blackburn. That's all I can say. You are not big at all. I have to play this because you're on. You may have noticed a little bit of a difference to my logo in the top right-hand corner there. I certainly and, have. Yes, and I've, I've got to play this. <laughs> All I will say if you're watching is go and get a cup of cocoa, get your slippers, get comfy, get into bed, fluff them pillows, because <laughs> last time me and Gang, Gang got talking, I think it was over two hours, wasn't it? Oh, just a bit, just a bit. Uh, uh, let's just say a few hellos. Um... Oh no! This 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 young lady. I mean, I'm I, I'm glad she always pops in to see me. Kate, good evening. How are you? Um, back because you're obviously Dan's biggest fan. Big, only I think, aren't you? Only. Yeah, only yeah. <laughs> and yours too, Chris. Yeah, come on. Well done, Kate. Nice one. Uh, Matthew Bond. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, David S. Evening, Chris. Hope you are well with you and yours. Thank you, David. I'm back to you as well. And Melina, good evening. Thoughts with you, Melina. Hope everything's going to be all right for you. Thanks for joining in. And um, and hi, Chris. Andy here watching the highlights of the Foxes' last few games. <laughs> Do you, you man, man, honestly, Andy, are you a sadomasochist? <laughs> watching our last few get you must be. Uh, do you think Fafana is a huge miss? And because of the success of the FA Cup and Community Shield, 
teams are sitting back. Well, we're going to discuss about all this in a second with, with, with Dan. Um, on uh, thing, but I've got I have got one last sort of special hello that I like to save, and I always like to do a special hello. And Dan's not normally on the channel, so it's more special because he's here. And I've just got to say, hello, Mrs. <laughs> Riley. How the devil are you? <laughs> oh, you shit. Is <laughs> <laughs> to you, Mrs. Riley. Jesus loves you more than you all know. <laughs> well, someone bloody does. <laughs> Lovely woman. Tell her her alimony checks uh, been delayed again. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was a little tad annoyed, which you may have noticed on Saturday from a yeah. few. Uh, a few tweets I put out, and and I and I I didn't mean it nasty when I wished Cornet uh, a long injury. I mean I don't wish him any permanent damage, but I do have his out for a few weeks just uh, just to teach him a lesson. And we're going to come on to that and Sean Dyche's response. Um, was it you I said to because we we did a show like say on Thursday, looking ahead to the game, and what did I not say to you? The worst thing that could possibly happen is that you you get the early goal. You did. You did. I don't want mine, but we got it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst thing. I mean, okay, we you know everybody knows Burnley and set pieces. They pretty much go hand in hand. That's where most yeah. of our goals come from. That I think that's why we celebrate like mad when we actually get a goal from open play because it's just not expected. Um, yeah. To be quite honest with you, you know, I, at first I didn't see it. I was re- just getting myself another beer from in Mitts Bridge. Oh. Um, and Basically. as I as I turned back, as I turned back, it, we didn't. I didn't know whether Westwood had scored it straight from the corner, or mm. but then you could see it clearly. Clips Vardy's uh, first of the hat trick, anyway. So, yeah, indeed, it's a perfect hat trick if if you include one at both <laughs> ends. I mean, from then on, you you made it difficult for us, and I'm and I'm I'm putting that politely. Um, it wasn't sort of. A beautiful game, but do do you think you deserve to be one nil up? The basis of the game, it were really it was quite open, wasn't it? I think both teams were trying to get forward. I think in terms of chances, you had the best opportunities, and it was pretty much a defensive masterclass from us to begin with. You know, you had Lawton throwing himself in front of everything. Um, it was just it was one of those where no matter what you threw at us. The longer the game went on, I was thinking, if we can keep at it, Leicester are going to think, no matter what we do here, you know, mm-hmm. ball's not going in the back of the net. Um, but, you know, you get them flashes of brilliance from people like Jamie Vardy and, you know, that, that it just it just happens. I think the most annoying thing for, well, the most frustrating thing for me was that once we got that first goal, I was a bit like, right, can we keep hold of this for longer than five minutes? And lo and behold, we actually did. So I was really like, ah, okay. So I, I, I sort of went from sitting forward pretty much with my head pressed against the TV screen to sitting back. So, well, as we like to call it, the porn pose. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was, I, was, I was sat on a couch that was very similar. So uh, <laughs> it, were, uh, it definitely was one of those games where it was awkward to watch. Um, as you said, earlier off camera, you know, what's what's gonna happen not not what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those open scrappy games. 
Mm. We, you know, we said we said it in the preview. It's going to be a case of, you know, if we try and make you play the balls over the top, you know, it could alienate your game. If, you know, if you get the ball down and you play football, which you were doing, and that's mm. why you got numerous chances. I, I've just seen myself on camera and realised I look like I've, like, done a 15-minute job on sunbed. <laughs> look like that lobster from it, Futurama. It's hard, see, it's hard to see where your hat stops, your face starts, and your face stops, and your shirt stops, <laughs> to be honest. As Andy says here, it was a good finish from Vardy to prefer. Oh, definitely. You know, Matthew says, what the devil was Vardy doing on the front post anyway? You know, we our defence is just so up the spout at the moment. Um that I think you know anybody that gets, but I mean, I was I, I was watching, like I said, uh, a few times over the weekend. I've discovered um, the match revisited on ITV Four, and it goes back to like seventies and eighties classics when ITV had a football show. And you know, there was always a man on the post. You know, there's a free kick. Yeah. There was a defender on each post. Where the, you know, why have we suddenly stopped doing that, especially for for us because. We've got such you know such problems in in defence. So you know I, I I don't know Matthew is the honest answer to that. Uh, yak Yank talking smack. Hello Yak Yakety Yak. Uh, the two legends once again. Uh, well one and a half maybe. What a match! <laughs> it is weird to say Burnley threw three points. We're going to come on to that as well. And and I fooled Kate here. Uh, came early instead of being late because video said it was starting at ten past. I put it back. Because your your other half was late coming in, Kate. <laughs> so I had to put it back to ten past seven because I wasn't sure if he was uh, stuck in traffic, you know, coming home from work <laughs> at all. But Kate, you 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 may you may have missed this, so I'll I'll just put this up for you again. <laughs> Hello. Um, Look, I mean, I've got to be honest with you. When we look at the teams, and let me just get rid of that. Yeah, get rid of her. Get rid, get of, rid of, her. of her. Go Let's on. Get rid of her. Sorry, Kate, I've got to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't come on one show, I'll know that, that, that Dan has. Um, <laughs> let, let's have a look at the teams, because when I looked at this, I mean, our line up there was pretty much, apart from one player, what I had picked in our preview game. So I was actually quite happy with it. You know, Luckman was in. Um, that was a good three. Samari was featured. We know Evans played a full game midweek against Millwater. So I was really, really pleased with that. Didn't know the sort of performance we're going to put in. Um, were you pleased with your starting lineup? I mean, you had um, Vidra back. Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. Uh, I wanted Vidra back in. Um, you know, on Tuesday, when we played Rochdale, he did everything. He, he ran around like an headless chicken. And sometimes people think, oh, because he's a striker, he needs to put the ball in the back of the net. Not mm. not really, no. If you're giving more space by drawing a defender out because you're running around and trying to get the run on, you're drawing that defender out, giving Wood more room to get it in and about the box. Um, so he did his job for me in that in that sense. Uh, Corne starting, I didn't know whether he would because he obviously started on Tuesday against Rochdale. So I thought he may get may get a second half cameo, but for him to start, it felt it almost felt knowing that him and Vidra were starting that we had a bit more belief going into it once the uh, lineups came out. So yeah, I'd say when the lineup came out, I was very 
very sceptical and thought, yeah, I think we could actually get something from this game. McNeil, does he not normally play in the middle? No, no, he usually no, plays he's... on the on the left, but uh, oh, obviously right. we're pushed out to the right. But I knew he, it wasn't his in the normal game. position. Yeah, and it wasn't his normal. No, position. even in the game though, Corne and McNeil, they, they they kept swapping every now and again. If Corne yeah. would, you know, sort of stray off to one side, it'd just end up like that. But um, yeah. I mean, there's only one game that McNeil's actually played behind the strikers, and that was the season we'd not won a game away from home all season. But um, but yeah, it was just it was one of them where we actually won at Crystal Palace by playing in behind Wooden Barnes. And mm. fair enough, fair enough, it, it, it worked, but you can't keep doing it consecutively. No, I mean, <laughs> your start to the season. <laughs> if you look behind me, it's still cloudy, but because I'm, I'm ginger, I tan really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my answer, okay. anyway, Andy. <laughs> Oh, I love, I've got to be careful how I say this, the biscuit ginger nuts. To be honest, I, I may have sent me a picture of that love, the other day. Yeah, I used to love dunking ginger nuts. Of course, these days it's called bullying school kids. But <laughs> <laughs> He said to me, he said, I found a biscuit with your name on. I said, oh, that's all right. I said, I've been selling them for years. I said, Gwyneth Paltrow stole the same sort of idea off me when she smelt, uh, stole the candle that smells like her own fuck. I said, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Yank there, uh, Daesh being called the most underrated manager in the Premier League. Is he? Is he an underrated manager? They're sitting with two points from six, seven games and one off the bottom. I don't know. We, we will see. I think you got to... And, and is, is, is Rogers one of the top three? No, I don't think he is at the moment, to be honest with you. We had a, we had an extra show yesterday where, you know, we, we, it, because there was a lot of people criticising Rodgers. And it's that post, you know, bad result sort of reaction. And, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a fantastic manager. And in fairness, he's probably one of the best managers we could ever have. And I wouldn't necessarily want anybody else now. But he's there for criticism when he does a, a bad job. You know, we're not to sit here with blue-tinted glasses on. And at the moment, he's not proving that he's, you know, that that good a manager. If he was, we'd, we'd be in the top four again. But it is early yet. And, you know, with what he's done, yes, you could. But certainly on this season, this season he isn't. Um, he's kept a Burnley side up with no financial backing, which is impressive in itself. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that because at the end of the day, the money that's banded around in football these days, we've come up and pretty much been like an Accrington Stanley amongst Barcelona and Real Madrid, it, it, you know, sort of thing. And it's, you know, you can't compete keep, with the sort of finances. Does keeping a manager up, uh, sorry, keeping a team up, week, you know, season in, season out, make you a good manager? It's like you could say, and I'm that's like asking it. Palace though. Would Palace yeah. turn around and say that, you know, if Palace didn't have Roy Hodgson coming at the time that he did, you know, he came in and steadied the ship. They weren't, you know, they weren't blowing teams out the water. They get the odd result here and there, like we do, but they, but they he, you know, they, they stayed up. Dyche hasn't steadied the ship because at one point you were sailing off into the Europa League. Now you, you know, you, you, you. You you you're down there, and let's be honest with you. Last season, 
you were you were close, and it was the fact that there was there was three worse teams than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three I agree. To go down. But I'm going to throw it. I'm going to let's let's put it the other way. Let's look at say Rogers and and take Yanks' other point that Rogers is one of the top three. You know, at what point? You know, he's got us to two fifths, which for a team like Leicester is good. Like you say, like um, Dyche keeping Burnley, uh, Burnley up, and it's a team like Burnley. Uh, you wouldn't expect Burnley necessarily to be up, you know, in the top division, as in you wouldn't expect Leicester to be in the, you know, to be in the top six. But does that make him a good manager? Okay, I'm taking the FA Cup win out of the equation here because you know it's a cup win. So I think I think both managers. I've still got a lot to prove, to be honest with you. I think with the clubs that they're at, I think they've they have done enough with the clubs that they're with. But for them to be quoted as underrated would would be if they were to move to a big, you know, a bigger team, a bigger club. You know, if if Rogers, you know, we've seen it. Rogers had his chance, didn't he, at Liverpool? Yeah. And you no. could say, and to be fair, to be fair, there, Rogers even said that he, he took Liverpool to their best ever finish. Yeah. You know, as, he, uh, at the time, until Jurgen slip away from uh, winning the title, you could say, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man, oh, you're, break, you're breaking up, Dan. Are you back with us? I am. I think. I don't know why it's being funny. But look, just put Kate down. Tell her to leave you alone while you're on camera. That, I know she's not the internet. Get, get her out of the way. Yeah, not the internet that she's doing. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, as I say, time will tell. And in, in the other way, could Klopp do what Klopp is doing or could Mourinho do what Mourinho did at a club like um, Burnley? You know, you, no. these managers can't always do it. At the, you know, if they haven't got the money to go out and buy the big, the big stars, if you like. This is this is why it bugs me when people say, "Oh, Pep, this and Pep that." Pep's a great manager. Pep, Pep was a great manager at Barcelona. Even then, even then, he still had an array of talent at his disposal. Mm. You know, and obviously that talent aged and stuff. But by that point, he's already gone. He's already he's already off on his next venture. He steps in at Bayern Munich, where he's got a ready-made squad. Yeah, you, you know it's it's all it's all well and good going into a team. We saw Mourinho; he's had his mm. he had his chances. He's, he's Chelsea. Chelsea's probably his best project that he's done. Mm. You know that that's probably the best one that he's done. After that, he's been around. Yeah, okay, he's lived off what he's had. But it, it the realization it at Spurs. You know when he realized, well, you know what, I'm at Spurs. You you're never going to find a winning mentality yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going down quicker than a than a prostitute's knickers on double time. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and some managers are an ideal fit for the club. Um, yeah, and I think Dyche and Burnley are one of them. And I'm not diminishing. I mean, you know, there was a time when we were going through managers that Dyche was always linked with with Leicester, and I would have yeah, been yeah. more than happy to have him come in because you know he does. A bit like a Sam Allardyce, if you like. You know what you get with him, but the chances are he's going to keep you up. And all right, I know he took you down once, but you know. But generally speaking, he got you straight back up again. He is going to keep you up. You do know what you get with him. Um, and 
like like Yank said then, um, sorry, Connor, I'm keep, it's because you called Yank in here. I'm just going to call you Yank. I've got to be really careful how I say that. Um, with backing from Pace, that Burnley could be a top 10. It, 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 it is all about money. And then it will be interesting to see if... When you've when when Dyche has got the money, how he then manages because he's been used to being a manager without money and getting us, you know, getting one hundred and ten percent out of the players. Let's see how good he is sort of when he when he can get money and the sort of players he buys. That's what I mean. I think that this four year deal and stuff like that, it's going to be it's going to be different. Uh, I think there's going to be more angle and more scope. For um, for Dash because over them four years, if he is still here for the full for the full tenure, it's um, you know he's going to have have had you know two chances of transfer windows. You know I know January people don't really spend much and it's all about the August window, but I think maybe next year we're probably already looking into our contingency plans for next year on where we need to strengthen. I think I think it was recently Alan Pace said that there was a fan survey put out of where do you think that the that we need to strengthen, and a lot of people said a, a Pacey striker, which I've been screaming out for the last six years, and um, a, another central midfielder because obviously you've got Jack Cork and Ashley Westwood that have now hit the thirties. Mm. As I say, Dash keeps banging on about this mature squad, and as I've said numerous, you know, cheese is mature, but. You leave it there too long, it stinks. Yeah. And that, and that's, and it's, it, you could you could switch that into football or you can have that yeah. mature squad. And if you leave it there yeah. for too long, the performances stink. Yeah, and it doesn't help. No, talking of stinking, Kate says I'm nowhere near him for your information. But then Dan was telling me that with his size, you don't need to be that near to him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a, I never said that's just what Dan told me. That's just what Dan. David, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, the disappointing thing for me, uh, Rogers, is that this year, despite the squad depth and keeping key players, our first half is terrible, but second half he makes changes. And to and behold, and lo and behold, we are a better team. Uh, and talking Leicester now, I mean, I don't know that you were surprised at, at us. I mean, you know, everybody was saying, "Oh, it's going to be fifth again for Leicester." Is is going to, you know, we're going to have another good season. At the moment, it's not looking that way. And the problem is, as as all fans, when you have success, you want more. You know, and yeah, and. Straight after a match, you know, you always react slightly differently to sort of two or three days later when you've had a couple of drinks and you've calmed down. But, you know, having finished fifth twice, we know we're probably not going to get in the top four this season. That's pretty much a closed shot. So we're looking at fifth or sixth again. And we've, you know, when you look back at our last two seasons under Rodgers, at this point in time, we were fourth and fifth, respectively. Now with the yeah. teams, even even Arsenal are above us, you know, and this season that's saying something. They they were amazing, and that it's saying something. Where if Brighton win tonight, they go top of the league. What's all that about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck to them. Good luck to them. But yeah, yeah. You know, um, we. I suppose we always. I say we always always want more, and I suppose you know we've been quite like you we were crying out for another striker to cover Jamie Vardy uh, 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 uh somebody to replace Mares which we have never done the defense you know needed strengthening and we got all that so technically we've now got the depth in squad 
that we never had. So he's got that depth in squad. And, you know, earlier on, um, was it Andy, I think, that said about Fafana? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I can't find it at the moment. I think it was Andy that said about Fafana. And you always miss good players. But let's be honest with you, this time last season, we were in a worse position. We had virtually our whole back four out. You know, yeah, now yeah. we've got Soyuncu, we've got Bertrand, we've got Vestergaard, Pierre is back, Castagna. So we're actually better off than we were this time last year. So you can't blame injuries because last season, not just Leicester, every season, every team struggled because of the short summer break and the COVID and what have you. So you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't do that. But, you know, and I, as a fan, I'm just getting a little bit frustrated because... We're not take. We want to progress. That's the idea. And if you go out, you know, you you know, you're in your job. You want to progress. And you know, if you if you're in sales, you hit your target. You want to go up into a better band, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's sport, you know. Uh, and we're not doing. I mean, what did you think? I mean, coming to burn. I mean, we you know looking at that game. I say no disrespect to you, but that should have been an easy win for us. Yeah. I think I'd, to be fair, I, you look at it. You think you look at how we've played. We can't see a lead out. If anything, that should have spurred you on, knowing that we've got that first goal because it would have made you think, right, that's it. Their arses are going to fall out now, and we can just we can press on that. That wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, it was quite a midfield battle most of the first half, in my opinion, apart from the odd chance here and there. Uh, nothing clear cut. Couple of a couple of testing testing saves here and there, but nothing nothing in the way of you know a scare. Um, as I say, for me, looking at it from if I was to look at it, speaking of about Leicester, I'd probably say um, Vestergaard was probably really one that I think probably a few Leicester fans would have been. You know, butt cheeks going fifty p, twenty p like that because it, it was him his, and, it was his worst game I think since he's joined us that one. Yeah, I think you know him and Vidra were just you know the the it was just a constant battle between the two. Mm. To be honest, I thought Vestergaard when we when we actually brought Barnes on, everyone were like, "Listen, oh god, we may as well just play with ten men." But it that's not the point. I thought that was the perfect time to use Ashley Barnes. Vestergaard's on a yellow, a little bit of argy-bargy up there. Perfect. I thought that was perfect. Um, you know, obviously it, did, it didn't work to its full capacity, but the base the base of the game, I honestly thought Leicester were going to run out of this winners. Yeah. Um, obviously, the early goal, brilliant, absolutely fantastic, loved it. Couldn't smile wide enough. Um but when you got back into it, that's that's when I thought, here we go, heads down, floodgate opens, and we're gonna we're gonna lose this like drastically. Uh, it, it wasn't just that; it was just the efforts. You you know, down the set, down the wings, you were piling forward. You were you know you were playing the ball in. We just we, we caught Vardy on his day. Really, he knew where the net were either end. You know, that's the you know, you no can matter never what. write Vardy off, and I have been doing a little bit, but just going back to the point you made, a good point you made about Vestergaard. I mean, he got a yellow 
sort of after five minutes. Now, for a central defender, yeah. that's the worst. And, and you know, we were saying that this was possibly Vestergaard's worst game. But in fairness, he he was blown over quite easily. You know, I mean, he's six foot six. He, he should be able to take a bit of rough and tumble. But let's be honest with you, with the, the shit standard of referees that we seem to get, and I'm not one for saying we lose because of the refs, but... You know the refs and the VAR refs. It, it, it's been they've been run by run by walruses. I tell you, um, VAR. You, well, we'll come on to that later. But you know, it. He was, I think, scared to go in because if he goes yeah. in again on a ref that's I mean, given a. I know you should never. Say you should, you know, any time you can have a, a a yellow or a red card, but after five minutes, come on, you know, um, eighty-five you know, minutes for for rest of a game, it's a long time to play. And exactly. if you if you're Especially on the, the back foot, defender. yeah, if you're on the back foot for the majority mm-hmm. of that game, yeah. you are in deep shit. Yeah, without you know, and I'm only saying deep shit because there's a big eighteen sign in the corner, uh, so <laughs> that's the only thing I've been said. But other than that, it's. And the I thought it was, was a very open game. Well. Yeah, warning. Yeah. Warning. Daniel if said shit. Easily uh, offended, <laughs> please get a life. That's what I like to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it were a very open game. And, mm. you know, it it wasn't a case of one sat, you know, it was spells. There were just, mm. it were 10 minute spells here and there. Leicester dominance. Then it was, you know, sort of a midfield battle. It were even. And then you had you like Burnley going forward and, Trying to upset the apple cart a bit, but we had nothing in terms of clear, like clear cut, you know. Uh, apart from our best chance, probably would have been when, uh, as you say, the corner incident when Schmeichel came running out, pretending to be a midfielder. But anyway, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that. Seeing as you mentioned, you know, um, has he got number ninety nine on his back? By the way, is that his squad number? Being a corner, it, it, um, oh god. <laughs> I mean, that let down. I am <laughs> those are things in my life are to be honest with you. But <laughs> let, let, let's let me I'm gonna throw a couple of things at you here because I was peed off on 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 on, uh, on Saturday. Um there's a thin line between gamesmanship and cheating. And I know you're not necessarily, you know, you're not gonna you're gonna defend him because you've 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 already said that, but yeah. When that guy ran off the pitch and got injured, then comes onto the pitch and goes down. I'm sorry. Um, he he that to me that's cheating. Because what you were doing was trying to break the game up, which I think you were pretty much doing the whole time. I mean, again, and, and I don't like you know I've got a soft spot for Burnley, but your players were going down easier than Tom Daly in that game. You know, you were you were diving and 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 going down. Or it seemed to be. You might you know disagree with that. And it's you know it's the way that a fan of one team looks at the players of another. But you know, I thought Schmeichel was actually going to run across, put his arms under his armpits, and and carry him off. But I think he had every right to to do that. Yeah, and I can't agree, I can't disagree with you. I think you know, fair enough. You know, Corney's only just come into the league and he's, he's adapting and learning what the Premier League's about. But he knows what you're doing in football. If you're injured and you're off the pitch, stay off the pitch. Yeah. You know, OK, fair enough. People call it, as you said, there's a fine line between gamesmanship and cheating. 
Um, you know, and the, the, it, it clearly came on time wasted. It, mm. I, I wouldn't say it was what Dash wanted. I, I wouldn't say Dash would have gone, get yourself back on. I think, you know, he was the one that kicked the ball out. You know, so I understand your grievance. I understand everybody's a grievance in that because if he kicks the ball out, knowing full well he's just ran for that ball full pelt and he's pulled his hammer, then he's done. You know, he's kicked the ball out. He stood on the sideline, pretty much waving like, that's me. Stay off the pitch. Let the game continue. Now, I'll have other Burnley fans at me saying, oh, well, that would have left us short because we'd have only had 10 men. And what what he did was tactical. Well, okay, fair enough. If if the other... I'd have felt like every Leicester fan would have done if the shoe was on the other foot. Well, this is how you... So I'd have have been... That's what I mean. I, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I'd have been, I'd have been pissed off if, it, if, if the situation was, you know, on the other foot, as we said. But for him to come back on, sit there, and the referee saying, "Listen, you've already been off the pitch. You've come back on. You can get up and you can move." He didn't even have to get up. He could have just shuffled. He was literally what half an inch away from that line. So yeah, I can oh, understand what. Yeah, I can he understand why. I thought Schmeichel was going to drag him over the oh, line. Oh yeah, but then you know, and and. I know a lot of Burnley fans have been complaining because Leicester played on. Well, I'm sorry. Had he maybe stayed off the pitch, we might have kicked the ball out. But when he's well enough to walk back onto the pitch and all this sort of, oh, he was testing his foot to see if his foot could take the pressure. Bollocks. And there's an 18 was test- Yeah. If, if, if he was, if that, he was testing his foot, he wanted pitch. to kick the ball out. He wanted to yeah. kick the ball out. If it, yeah. He knew yeah. he was gone. He knew that his, army, his hamstring were done. So yeah. why why try and you know put yourself back on for that? Mm. I, that that annoyed me because in a way, I was a bit like I can understand if that was against yeah against your side you'd be fuming yeah because you just think you're time wasting arsehole and that's just being nice. And but think, don't yeah. get me wrong, his his goal his goal was well, phenomenal. I've, I've got to hold my hands up and say. Where the fuck did that come from? I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. an absolutely brilliant goal. Credit where credit is due, you know. I, you know, you, you've, you've got to give the guy applause for that. But unfortunately, he lost it, and I lost a lot of the love I have for Burnley. And you know, Sean Dyche coming out and say, "Well, he's new to the league." And I'm sorry, it's the same in any league. You know, we do know that Europeans cheat, and I'm going to put it. Bluntly, they cheat. Look at the Italian in the Euros. I don't remember what the guy's name was. He was down, rolling over in the box, trying to get a penalty. His teammate scored. Yeah, that is a cheating player, you know. And yeah, it and I, I would I would be disgusted in a Leicester player that did that. But then for Dyche to come out and say, Yeah, you know, I was surprised at the thing. And, and why was he made to walk off there and have to run the gauntlet of the Leicester fans? Oh dearie me. Oh, did he get a little bit upset because the Leicester fans he wouldn't have had him? he wouldn't have had to face the gauntlet of the Leicester fans if he'd have just stayed off the pitch. Simple yeah. simple as that. Yeah. You know, but and, and I don't care how many Burnley fans look at this and think. Dan, you you know you're talking out your arse. You're trying to appease the Leicester fans here with that comment. I'm not. I'm being serious. I'm being open and honest. He kicked the ball out because his hamstring was done. He should have yeah. stayed off the pitch. Dash can Dash cannot come out and say I'm sorry, but you know he's new to the league. The only yeah. thing you can say he's new to the league for is if he's putting a shit performance and being pushed off the ball twenty times. Yeah, you know because maybe you know league 
Liga earn is, you know, it, it's not as, um, you know, there's not as much strength going into challenging, yeah. yeah, competitive and stuff. So, you know, he's been, he's already been told that anyway. You know, Eric yeah. Peters had a stint uh, in, in, in the French League and he said, listen, you, it's a lot different. You're going to have to toughen up. You're basically yeah. going to have to stand your ground and fight your own. Because yeah. people are going to niggle at you, and they're going to they're going to barge into you, and all sorts. I, I don't know why I talk with expressions sometimes. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> jump off camera! Yeah, uh, don't catch me talking about Superman. I'm like, how's, how's, how's it go? How's it go? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dan. Hello. It's Mr. all right, Dylan. and then a song comes. A song comes on the other side, so you end up going like ah, and then you get a bit of a rhythm going, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I mean. Uh, I, as I say, I was, I was just sort of I, 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 a, a player is going to get booed. I mean, you know, we'll come on to the booing of Leicester players at the end by, by our fans. But you know, if it had been at Turf Moor and a Leicester player had been forced to walk round three quarters of the ground, you're saying that he wouldn't have got booed? Of course he would. Are we the only problem I have with that is world that we can't. The only problem I have with that is Chris that if Burnley fans had done it because it were a Leicester player and it was a Leicester player of colour. We'd have been branded as racist idiots. That's the only problem I have with it. That when it's Burnley, you are branded as racist idiots. But any other club, it's a case of, oh well, he shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have done this. But, you know, I just, I just I get what you're for, saying. I do get what you're saying, and I've got to be totally honest with you. Until you said it there, maybe it's me. I hadn't even thought of the colour of his skin. I was just thinking no. of him as a Burnley player. Yeah, going going round. But no, originally I thought thing. the same thing. I thought yeah. the same. I thought the same thing. But then when when I saw people saying that, I thought, yeah, hold on. If yeah. if that was, you know, if that was indeed walking off the pitch and we started booing, yeah. it'd be seen as a racist gesture. Which I, I'm not. I'm I, not condoning anything like that at all. We are living in a we, very. We haven't helped world. ourselves though. We haven't helped ourselves. You know, subject. To certain things, obviously, you know, the Man City game a couple of seasons ago, yeah. you know, a, a minority of fans flying that white last matter yeah. banner. Yeah, it probably doesn't help our cause as a club, but that doesn't mean that you tarnish every fan with the same brush. No, 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 you don't. And, and like I say, I, you know, you, you don't get a more diverse culture or a more diverse town than Leicester. You know, we yeah. are pretty much even on, on, on that. Um, and if it had been Burnley, let's say it had been Leicester at Burnley, and let's say, I don't know, um, Luke Thomas had got, got injured and gone off, you would have booed him, and he's white. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You, you can't say he shouldn't boo. And that was what they were booing him because of him going back on the pitch, you know. And yeah. yeah, of course. That said, that said, you know, we, 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 we talk about that. He looks to be an amazing player. You look to have got a good buy there. Yeah, I think, uh, to be fair, I saw a couple of fans. I saw some Southampton fans ask, uh, putting questions out on their Twitter saying, why didn't we go in for someone like Corney? He's got that pace. He's got the speed. Well, that's the same thing. But you know what I mean? He's He's got, the, he's got that flair and a bit of noir to get down that far side. And the fact that he, know, he knows to run into the chat, that channels, which... We sort of lack because we're so robust and robotic that we just sort of like uh, 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 it's almost Sunday league. Sometimes we expect the ball to feet. We try to whip one over to the back stick and hope that someone gets the red on it. Yeah. You know, you, you could you could write how Burnley play 
on the back of a fa- on the back of a fag packet. That, that, you know, it's everybody knows how Burnley plays, and that's it. It's just one of those things with, as you've said already, managers like Dash, managers like Aladash that okay, it's shit to watch. It's horrible. Nobody likes watching it. But if it gets your results and it works at your end, effing mm-hmm. brilliant. Effing yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Because that, you know, do I want three points or do I want to play nice tippy tappy football? Not, not, there's not really an argument there. It's going to be three points. Fulham, Fulham yeah. tried that. Tip, yeah. You know, Fulham tried that. They tried playing that expansive, really nice football. Everyone kept going on about Scott Parker and that. Oh, he's got them playing a real, really nice style of uh, style of playing. Hmm. And yeah, where did they end up? Yeah. Uh, Yank says, "Oh, Connor, sorry, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to get in the habit of saying <laughs> Connor. Uh, sorry, Connor. Oh, and I should say uh, hello to Scott. Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Hi, Scott. Hope you're well. Um, there needs to be cards for taking fake injuries like that. Well, in fairness, uh, Cornet was booked. It is very similar, uh, similar to the simulation discussing. It's annoying. It's annoying as fans." When it's your own player, you tend to kind of go, yeah, 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 okay, you know. Um, but, you know, when it's against you, you, you do get a bit annoyed. And let's face it, these 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 programmes are being recorded because we've got VAR. If yeah, it was yeah. a case of you can see somebody's cheated, gone down for a penalty when it wasn't, gone down for a foul, then, you know, you... You, you should be able to go back and say, that's a retrospective one-game ban. It would soon stop it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but then, you know, that had put you sort of 2-1 up just after Vardy had, had, had scored at the right end. <laughs> it was, which was pretty decent of him, do you know what I mean? You know, we're nothing if not generous. We're nothing if not generous. <laughs> Cheers, Yank. Um, referee wasn't. No, no. The standard, we'll go on to the standard of the referee in and VAR <laughs> in, a, in a second. But, I mean, literally, it was a great time just before half-time, which is when Leicester always seemed to do it, or just after the second half starts. But the, the fact that you went behind, and then, I mean, it was a super strike, let's be honest with you. Um, we probably, you know, Piero wasn't, you know, I, I don't think Piero had a very good game coming up against Cornet at all, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Cornet had, had him running past it, but Great goal and a great time to score it, especially with it only being three or four minutes after we'd equalised. Yeah, it were it were really it's almost happened in a blur, didn't it? You know, you've mm. as a, as a Burnley fan, you've gone from you've gone from being one nil up to equalising, thinking right, come on, hold it together. Then you go two one down and you're feeling the despair and anguish, and you've sort of got your head down. And before you've even been able to pick your head up, corners mm. put ball it back in net, and you've gone back into right. We're back in this. Let, let let's let's crack on. Yeah. Um, as I say, at two two, I think I, I said to, I said to you what you know in the preview. I said that obviously we you know I would I would snap your hand off for a point before a ball's kicked. Yeah. But you know the way the way the game ended and everything else, it just it, it infuriated me in a way because the, the Chris Woods, you know. VAR goal, shall we say? Um, not the way it were, not the actual goal itself, but it was very similar to Vardy's second. Vardy's second was on the shoulder of the defender, 
it was one of those give or take. VAR could have gone offside onside, you know. And I think Chris Wood was of a, a similar situation. The ball was knocked on, and Wood sort of runs at the same time as the defender, but runs off hoping to get it. Now, because we can't see these replays anymore. We're not allowed to see these replays. Usually they'd get it all pinch perfect. Like, well, I say inch perfect lines. We all know what VAR's like. Um, you know, they put up them stupid, you know, lines. Like, it looks like the bottom of a saw. Because mm-hmm. that's how shit they are. Um, and, this, you know, but they said this year that they're going to give be- the benefit of the doubt to yeah. the strike. Or there's going to be a thicker yeah. line. And for me, that's why I thought, okay, Woods goal should stand. Because, gonna... because Vardy's was pretty much... On the last yeah. defender, and he got that. He got that bit of a run. I'm going to be honest it, it, with you here. I think we got out of jail free with that one. Uh, it was almost like VAR was saying, uh, "Well, hang on, you know, we we we, we cocked it up for you against Brighton last week. Last week, we'll give you this one back." And in fairness, Keith Hackett, ex Premier League referee. Uh, says VAR's decision to disallow Chris Wood's last gas strike against Leicester for offside was cringeworthy. But, I mean, this is... V- and let's get on to VAR and the refs and what have you. Just just to touch on that, Chris, before before we do... You're not touching, you're not may- touching me at all, young man. <laughs> Mum, will you touch Chris for me? Hello, Mrs Riley. <laughs> you know... <laughs> no, it, it was just one of them things that maybe it was a just deserves like well well, if you didn't cheat earlier on maybe I would have given it you you, you wonder sometimes don't it's you? almost like karma yeah somebody said with VAR the other week well you know these decisions equal out over, over the season they shouldn't I used to say that with the refs because that was human you know error or, yeah. or mistake so I don't think that did but with VAR that shouldn't be happening. Now, you know, I could go back to the Brighton game and say we were robbed, right? And I would be quite agreeing with you if you turned around and said we were I mean, I didn't see the goal first of all, because I was I was typing up my graphic that was full time two two, ready to go onto the onto my Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'll I, agree with what you said. I I feel I feel in that dying minute we were we were robbed. I, I honestly yeah. do. Yeah, but on the basis um, on the basis of the game, the way the game went, you know, a, po- a point a point a piece were probably the probably the fairer, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, it, it, well, it, it yeah. just sickens oh, you because it's well, there, it's happened, and yes, it yeah, could no, have been I, three points. You should, yeah. I mean, that was your your game, as as I believe Brighton was ours. Now, Man United had a decision. I'm not sure whether it was for them or against them, but. It was one. I think it was. I think it was when Villa scored. Actually, it was against them that it was exactly the same situation as the second VAR decision for Leicester when Barnes was in front of the Brighton goalkeeper. He wasn't in front of him. The first one, yes, he was. The second one, he he, he wasn't. And it's very similar to Man United. Man United, the goal was allowed to stand. Against Man United, you know, against Brighton, the goal was disallowed. Now, how? When it's you know, vir- and Alan Shearer said this on on Match of the Day, and you know, it, it was a good point. And Man United have every right to feel a bit peed off because VAR is it, it, the idea with VAR is that they don't get things wrong. But when exactly the same thing is happening, and we shouldn't be saying we want consistency in VAR, that is something that VAR should be giving us. You know, and 
I, I totally... He said Leicester fans would be pissed off at this. And yes, we, we were, because like I say, we have a goal disallowed. Villa's goal was allowed to stand. And I go back to my, you know, monkeys running VAR. These people that, you know, we need to get ex-players in doing it. But don't, don't yeah, yeah. stop me going on that. But, you know, VAR just isn't... Well, VAR, I think, is fit for purpose. The people that run it and make the decisions aren't fit for purpose. But you you were robbed with, without without a doubt. On that one, and I would have been a bit sort of. I say I didn't see it first of all, but I would have been absolutely if they'd been the other way round. Yeah, as I, as I say, you know, Vardy's was on the shoulder for the second goal, and then you know just because it's in the box and there's a bit of a melee, you know, maybe it was a case of when when the ball came through to Vardy and he was on the shoulder of the last defender. Mm. You know, the linesman at the time couldn't keep up with it. But then, I, th- even if you say that, you can't. It's being watched. You know, it, it, it's a case of people are making decisions based on what they... I seem to... Th- Personally, I think it's people making their own decisions and making their own choices to be contradictive, to be controversial, not contradictive, controversial. Mm. And it, it, it really does annoy me. Um I just hope that it evens itself out over the course of the season. You know, I think we should have had a penalty um, against Everton um, in that game. You know, we never got anything. Uh, and then, you know, that, that happens on on Saturday. It was, it was an absolute sickness, because, especially for Chris Wood, because now, you know, there was the incident, obviously, with Johnny Evans going down like a sack of shit a couple of years back. And, you know, me, I, that... think, I think you'll find when he was, uh, when he was unfairly uh, tackled from behind. That, br- that brutal attack. Said. Brutal attack, weren't it? Um, it? It was just one of those where you just sort of feel for Chris Wood because, you know, that, that there were two goals that really should have stood. And that's even without wearing claret glasses. I think both of them should have stood even if I was just a football, a football fan. Um, just as I'd say that you're... I agree with you that the, the one on Saturday should have counted. The, the one that you're on about with, with, with Johnny Evans being hacked down, um, <laughs> if that was the other way around, would you have not been screaming? No, I said, fair enough. You know, your striker's got it. It, it, it is what it is. Um you know, it was a case of two players were running to, you know, Johnny Evans were trying to stop that ball from going in. Chris Wood was, you know, trying to make sort of, at the, you know, running with him. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was just one of them things. As I say, if it was to happen at the other other end, you'd be questioning, Christ's sake, how have you, how have you managed to let it go in? Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's just, it, it was tough to take. Very, very, very tough yeah. to take. Yeah. But like you said, you know, you you would have taken the point at the start. But we're going to have yeah, a look at definitely. some stats. Uh, we'll be right, we'll be right back after this.
is the Opposition Show with Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. Taking a look back at the game. Twenty-two shots on target for us. Nine, sorry, nine, twenty-two goal attempts for us. Nine for you, but you got a uh, you got more on target. Thirty-three percent. Yeah, to be fair, it just goes to show the actual game that it it was one of those games that's really set up the way Burnley actually play, where mm. you know they invite that pressure and then suck a punch with you know with that with a goal. Um, as I say, if it wasn't for a couple of outstanding defensive blocks, that game could have easily ran away from us in a matter of minutes. Um, we we blocked think, 50% of your shots. You blocked 22% of ours. Yeah, it, it was... it was stra- That's a strange start. Mm. That's a strange start compared to the amount of shots you've had because I thought, if anything, when we were constantly on the back foot, you know, the shots that you did have were pretty much from, you know, balls in the box. Um, yeah, I think, I think we hit a few in in row Z. I think, uh, as I look there, I must admit, this very much sums it up. And this was um, Tom, uh, Tom Collin Moose for the Daily Mail. And he said, Jamie Vardy's goal-scoring heroics can't solve Leicester's problems in defence. Injuries to Fafana, Evans and Justin are big problems. And we are in a bit of a thing at the moment where, yes, and I said, you know, I do believe it was worse this time last year. But, you know, for every time we know we need to score two because we'll probably let one in. You know, I haven't predicted when I do the score predictions. I, I've i never said that we will have a clean sheet because we've always got letting a goal in between you know, in us. And that sums it up. You know, we, we do need to score more. And, you know, no disrespect again, it's Burnley. Um, and if we can't keep a clean sheet against you guys, then... But that said, you, you are a bit of a bogey team for us. Yeah, it, it, it's always it's always hard. Um, as I said, that, that's one of the things that I enjoy as a Burnley fan, the unpredictability of what you're going to get. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you're a City fan, United fan, well, you know, a Nantes United fan. Um, you know, you'd you'd end up going to Old Trafford or to the Etihad, and you'd expect three points, and you know it's coming. It's you know with Burnley, you don't know whether you're going to get a hard fought performance, or whether it's just going to be an absolute shit show, or you know you're going to get some worldy masterclass that you're expecting next week, which you don't get. Yeah. But that that's that's the thing. The unpredictability is is what I enjoy about it. Um, I think, to be fair, if talking as a Burnley fan from a Burnley perspective, since we played Liverpool, we book, we have booked our ideas up in terms of performance. Uh, yes, OK, we lost 2-0 to Liverpool, but the performance was there. Same against Everton, the performance was there, but it just it wasn't to be. Again, you know, likewise with this game, I think we're on the front foot. We're trying to, you know, get something early. But we're trying. We're trying these things. And I'm hoping that eventually we just need, we just need to know how to sort of manage the rest of, manage the rest of the game. It's all well and good trying to fight to get that goal, but once you've got that goal, you know we need to work on that. That's what we need to work on because I think you, I think you did the same. You know, in the build up to your second goal, I think hmm. I think you brought Ian Acho on and can is it Constagnia or something? Um, Castagna. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm only laughing because yeah. I used to have problems with that when he first joined us. And I always say, somebody said to me, think of lasagna, but with a C. Um, uh, I'll, I'll remember it as how, how you think of me. Can't stand you. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. And, uh, <laughs> hello, Mrs. Riley. But um, I, I've, you, you did say there that you like to be on the front foot. Do you not, did Burnley players not like to be on their arse on the pitch more than not? They, they say they were going down very, very easily. <laughs> It's it's and, a strange and, and one because so Dash is always one of them. Yeah, but, but Sean Dash is always one of them that always wants the teams to play like that. But what, yeah, you know, it, it, it was. I've never had this as I've never had Burnley as this sort of team. You know that. No, me neither. Around. Me neither. We you usually, you, you know, we usually fight. We're literally, you know, b- proper battle. That old school. You know, you see those videos from the early days where you've got people like Ray Pointer and. Willie Irving and Jimmy McElroy and they, they, you've got the studs clattering into everyone and they, you know, they're up on the feet at the next, you know, for the next challenge and stuff. And you, you've sort of seen that instilled over the years where we sort of have this never say die and we just, we crack on with it. I mean, mm. you know, what I say about Burnley's mental toughness in, go back to that incident at, in the Everton game where people were saying, you know, Tarkowski's, um, you know, ball-winning efforts against Richarlison in the far corner when he went in a bit too, uh, a bit, a bit too hard, a bit too hard. It were, uh, you know, people were asking questions about that. But I think usually we have a dogged attitude, and in that game we did sort of go into it a bit like eleven fairies, and mm-hmm. it was, it, it was very un to be honest with you. Very unbearable. I've got to be totally honest with you. It, it really was, and obviously, I have watched Burnley up until recently. Obviously, you know, when I was living up there more than the most most other teams. But I'm afraid I've got to bring this up, but it doesn't make good reading for either of us. Uh, I mean, we're we're thirteenth. You are. Hang on, let me just let me just have a look a bit further down, down, <laughs> down, down. Oh yeah, nineteenth. You are. I mean, what? What worries me on that is that, as I've said often, is, you know, we played Wolves at the first game and we, we couldn't beat them. We got stuffed by West Ham. All right, we beat Norwich, but who isn't at the moment? Possibly Burnley this weekend. Um, <laughs> we, lost, we lost to Man City. Uh, we lost to Brighton. We lost to, but we drew with Burnley. Nearly lost. I mean, those are games, no disrespect to any of those teams, that on paper we should be winning. So what's going to happen when we come up against the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, um, uh, Man United, we've got in a couple of weeks. And that's what worries me if we're not beating those teams. And if we want to be a top five team again, we should. And, you know, you've got, you know, uh, you, you lost in your first game. You then lost yeah. uh, lost to Liverpool, drew with Leeds, lost against Everton in, in that game. You know, you lost against Arsenal, which was a bottom six one. Uh, and you actually say you drew with us. And it's a question that I'm going to bring up while I've got that graphic up from Scott. And uh, Kate has answered this, but to to ask to ask it of you, um, question for you, Dan. Do you feel more optimistic about Burnley now than at the start of the season, or feel you're definitely in a relegation fight? Um. Ooh. That's a very good question. Um, 
as I say, looking at the transfer business that we did towards the end of the window, I was a bit more open and sceptical, thinking that, yeah, mid-table, Cushti, I'll take that. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it is still early. It is still early, and Burnley are one of those teams that will literally get a result and they'll get they'll put a run together, and it'll be that run that keeps them up. We do it season in, season out. Now, Last season, I was worried. I was really worried. I honestly thought that was us last season. We were for the chop. This season, I felt a bit optimistic. But then everything I've said so far has gone wrong. I said, Brighton are going to go down. They've got a chance to go yes. top of the league to that. Me, you know, I'm the team. Yeah. Palace were going to crumble yeah. under 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 Vieira. Vieira they seem yeah. to have found a formula. A formula. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's... We know nothing think, about football. Like Phil like says there, uh, caps, glasses and beers, let's be honest, you are supermarket workers. We, are, we, we know more about pushing trolleys into a big long run of them than we do about football. Because we do. This Rabin is coming out of my wage. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can probably get right is the fact I do believe Chelsea will still win the league. But yeah, I mean, Kate says, just to put another, um, another thing, uh, angle on it, I think it's hard to say at the moment, Scott. As a Burnley fan, Burnley have a way of turning it around in the second half of the season to a degree, yeah. which keeps them in the Prem. But, I mean, last season, let's be honest with you, had Fulham, and I know it's all ifs, buts and maybes, but had Fulham continued a good run, you probably wouldn't be in this division now. You know, you Newcastle yeah. put a good run together and leapfrogged you. You went down because there was three worse teams than you. At the moment... No disrespect, Norwich are, Norwich are down. You know they've 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 just come for you know a, a a trip out for the season, haven't they? Really, you know, <laughs> every yeah. team was making up the numbers. That's Norwich. Uh, but at the moment, and I say I, I don't like saying this because I do have an affiliation. There's some teams down there that are really struggling. You know, there's yourself. Leeds have got only got three points from three draws. Newcastle three draws, um, Southampton four draws. It whether you go down or not, I can't say. But I think you, I think you're going to be in a relegation battle. I really. Oh agree. yeah, definitely, definitely. I think obviously, as you say, it depends on how everything goes. You, you, you know, we can all say such and such is going to go down, and and you know they're all predictions. You know that's mm -hmm. that's why people put bets on at weekend and chuck chuck the money behind the bookies mm -hmm. because they think. They think that's what's going to happen, and it sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But that's on a week to week basis. So that's what we need to do. We need to go back to that dash mantra and take one game at a time. Let's not think about the league and everything at the moment. Let's take every game. Will I be worried after Saturday if we don't get a result against Norwich? Yes, bloody damn right I will. Because if we can't seem to flame and beat Norwich on our own soil, then there's problems. There's problems. Just, now, don't I'm just going to say what you think is going to happen this weekend. To be fair, I'm more I'm more, more open-minded after seeing us four, score four goals against Rochdale. And I understand that's in the cup, but and I know that our home form has been shocking. We've not won there since January. But the thing is, it's time to turn the screw. We've got them four goals against Rochdale. We know we can put the ball in the back of the net. Turf Moors, you've been a fortress for us in the past. We've now got the fans back in the stadium. And I know I keep saying this, but let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's put in a performance. You know, Dash always says that at home we get the that you know the backing is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, take that for take that phenomenal 
um, atmosphere and showcase it, showcase it on the field. You know, almost sort of getting at half time and Mike Bassett, if you know what I mean. You know, there's 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 people out there that would love to be wearing that shirt. You know, fans out there that would dare to wear that shirt. Yes, you know that, that that's the sort of thing that that we need. I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see what Dash is like, you know, when he's in the, when he's in that sort of dressing room atmosphere to see whether he's completely different to this person that says what say to be fair, the media already know what Sean Dash is gonna say before he's even come out. You know, yes. it's that it's, yeah. it's that it's that same mantra, it's the you know, we go again, the fans were phenomenal today, they were behind us from the get go, etc. Like you know, all these stuff. I think sometimes you need to change the record. You know, as I say, against Everton, second half, he got it wrong. But did it, did he come out and say that he got it wrong and he, and he didn't adapt? He didn't he didn't adapt and make the changes at the right time? No. He said we didn't adapt to the change that Everton made. He said it was more about the players adapting to the to what's happening on the field, not the fact that the same happened against Brighton, the same happened against Everton. Where they brought an extra midfielder on, and it nearly no, happened against. Again, you nearly happened against you. Made the changes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. It led to that second goal, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, "Here we go again! Brilliant! Here we go!" And you know, lo and behold, obviously, in the dying minutes, just oh, yeah, just yeah. There, there he is, the ginger nuts <laughs> picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I don't know. Don't know where I found that. <laughs> I think I can go downstairs to a certain somebody. <laughs> is that what you call it these days? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I've no doubt that will be enjoyed as well if you go downstairs. <laughs> um, six pointer on at the weekend for you though. Yeah, it's a must-win game. Definitely a must-win game. We need to, we need to go out there and prove a point um, that we're not going. We're not just pushovers. We're not just here to make up numbers, you know. And I think Norwich are going to do exactly the same. They're going to come here and say, "Listen, we're not here to be, you know, just to be an extra, an extra team to fill to fill the league up." You know, they've they've got a point to prove of Norwich, in my opinion. They've spent. They've come up and spent money. They've done a Bournemouth. They've come up and put money behind it. Um, and you know, okay, they've been signings from different leagues. I get that, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. And as I say, fingers crossed. When when we come to do the monthly review, uh, I'll be in more more higher spirits, Chris. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> Kate, Kate's like Kate likes a, a ginger nut now and again, does she? <laughs> Where? Yeah, she just doesn't like it when I when the when this ginger snaps. No, <laughs> they're a good one to dunk, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're up there with hobnobs. A ginger, oh, you can you can dunk oh, yeah. them in a bit, and and they don't they don't collapse on you. Oh no, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful biscuit. Obviously, you know, people say parking parking's sort of got a gingerish colour. But I said the only thing about parking with me is that I look like John Parking and I'm bloody massive. 
<laughs> that's it. I'm sure if people know who John Parkin is, they might. I've no idea who John Parkin is. Do you not? No. He played. Oh, he played football or a footballer for Burnley. No, oh no, not for Burnley. Yeah, he played for no. Preston. Um, oh, Paul, that John Parkin, the one that ah, played big. for. That's gonna help me. Oh, yes. uh, of course, I know all the players that played for uh, Preston. Of course, I did. Uh, David says there he'd like to see a team that looks angry and has a bit of passion. We do play that. We, we've said this before. You know, we're lacking a, a Roy Keane type of player. Matt Elliott, Steve Walsh out there on the pitch. Um, I mean, can you? Where, where can you see Leicester going this season? Um, it's. I'll go back to a comment you said in the in the in the preview. To be honest, you said that Rodgers is sort of of that same caliber as um, Dash, where there's no plan B. Mm. You know, it, it, it's plan A, and if plan A doesn't work, let's hope we can sort of get something from from what from what we're doing. Um, it's a, again going back to what you said earlier. Again, that you know you have strengthened in numbers, you've strengthened in areas, you've you've replaced. You know, you you've gone from having pretty much like four slow centre backs. You had you had Fuchs, you had Hooth, you had Morgan. Mm. None of them had pace. None of them ripped it up. You've got you've you've robbed Southampton's, you know, best uh, best centre back. You know, really so awful lot. In fairness, is he letting nine against us? <laughs> well, yeah, but but then yet again, you know, these things happen. That yeah, okay, he let nine in against you, but Tom Eaton went down. You know, got relegated with Cardiff. You know, and Bristol City, and we snapped him up on a free and turned him into an England international. So, Alan you know, it, it goes to show. A bit of all right, didn't he? And uh, Arsenal fans were complaining about him. Uh, Kate says, yeah. "I'm not a dipper, lol." <laughs> no, she, she just go and get go and get the teapot ready for the tea bag later, Kate. Oh no, oh. seriously, Kate's one of those, right? She won't she won't put biscuits in a brew, but if she makes you a brew, put it one way, there'll be tea leaves at the bottom of it. The amount of times I love just I get my brew to a point where I can just knock knock it back, and then I'll just drink it, drink it, drink it, and all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> That's how it is, and she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you that you know, tea bag ripped. Like, does it rip every time? Why every time?" Oh, I think you're going to be making your own cups of tea. Uh, <laughs> oh, I doubt it. I doubt it, man. Of shit. I mean, <laughs> Terry said Southampton uh, knew how slow he was against the likes of Vidra. I mean, he was, but it was options. We had to go and buy somebody. And yeah. it, you know, I I was screaming and screaming and screaming even when we bought Fafana to get Talkoski, as you know. You know, I think he's yeah, got yeah. experience. He's played there. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. I got it wrong with Fafana. He, um... <laughs> sorry, Kate. Um, I've read what you just put. I will in a minute. Um, Fafana's obviously is is fantastic, but I suppose the problem is. We couldn't afford what you were asking for Tarkovsky yeah. uh, as as just a backup player. He would have cost us more than fifteen million. Is he going to still be there in January? I mean, I 
I wouldn't be against. Um, I wouldn't be against going in for him in January. If we've no, got and I think you're well within your we are in the Europa League. That will, excuse me, that will be the big thing if we're through with the Europa League. No, I, I think you're well within your right to. I think because, you know, it. Why not try and get something for him while you can? Okay, it'll be a pettance. I get that. Ah, uh, yeah. All right then. <laughs> yeah. It's gone, from, it's gone from big biggest biggest fan to biggest hypocrite in yeah. the world. I know. Yes. Have uh, you got? Have uh, you got a spare room tonight? Uh, Terry says. <laughs> Terry says here. Amati was sat there. See, this is, and I, I say I totally include myself in this as a fickle football fan, and I I, I accept a lot of what I say. Uh, I don't mean because I'm here as any blogger, any Facebook, any YouTuber, any radio presenter does. When it's this sort of thing, is they say things to get people to join in. That's because if they don't. You know, people say, oh, you know, talk sport doesn't like Leicester, but you rang in and you responded. Well, yeah, of course I did. He said, exactly, because that's what they want you to do. Otherwise, they've got no station. But yeah. we are fickle as football fans, and it wasn't that long ago. I can remember the Charity Shield. Well, walking up Wembley Way, and I could hear the team was just announced for Leicester, and then Amati was named in the team. And you could literally hear the groan from the Leicester fans. And yet now we're saying, and I see what I, do, I see what you mean, Terry. And it's it's all about opinions. But you know, five six games ago we were saying, "Oh God, not a Marty, please, not a Marty." And now we're saying, "Please, a Marty." <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 early doors, and I think we're becoming as fans a lot more critical, a lot quicker. You know, it, it's you know, you thing is that you are only as good as your last game. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. And you, you need momentum to carry on. You know, mm. that's why I thought Rodriguez would have been in, in the squad. It turns out he's obviously pulled up with an injury in training yeah. that week. Um, but, you know, we, we all do it. We all do do it. I mean, just going back to your question about your defensive, um, you know, mishaps and stuff in terms of the transfers. You know, I know you've got Vestergaard now. But, you know, at the time, it was, it, you know, the Vestergaard one was pretty late. It, it was all yeah. about, you know, is, is Kabak? Is Kabak coming? You know, and obviously he didn't. He's gone to Norwich. So we which, got Ajay you know, there, I think, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's one of them, though. It could, it, he could have been the perfect fit with Sayonju. You know, yeah. you, nobody will know that. No. Nobody will know that. Um you know, it, it, it's all about opinions, and that, that's the best thing about this thing. That if if people are willing and they're open-minded to opinions, then that's why they tune in. And Indeed. I mean, fair play to you guys for to for sticking with Chris. <laughs> they're sticking Especially with me you, Craig. Than, sticking with me longer than they stuck with Claude Prell. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, booing. Um, you know, we talked about booing earlier when, when, when you know, Mr. Ice Cream Man was 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 cheating. Um, oh, did I say that out loud? But there was some. <laughs> uh, I didn't. It didn't come across on the TV, but apparently there was booing at the end by Leicester fans to the Leicester players. 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm just going to bring this up from Scott before I come on to that because he's talking about yeah. Amati. Um, Chris, you're glad you brought up the point about Amati, yet we've got fans stating we should back Rogers for after, uh, we should sack Rogers after a few bad results. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the sacking of him. I've seen the questioning of him, and I think we're allowed to question him. You know, we pay our money if you're a fan that goes to the to the ground, you know, to the ground. Uh, we you know, we are as fans allowed to have our opinions, you know. We, and we can I touch on that as well, Chris? Because there is a lot of Burnley fans as well that do this. A lot of Burnley fans are like, oh, so like, t- t- take that, take Vardy's second goal. Nick Pope stays on his line. Vardy has to adjust his body, turn, get into the box. Yeah. Could have been a different story. Hmm. So everybody's been saying Nick Pope should not have come out as far as he did. As soon as he realised that Vardy had the run, he should have peeled, peeled off and sort of, you know, at least try and see if the centre-back could have, you know, angled him out a bit more. He might have had to turn, try and play it back. Nobody knows. So for people to say, oh, you know, Nick Pope was at fault there, shouldn't have come out as far. But then people going, I can't believe you're having a go at Nick Pope because he's had one error in about, you know, 30, 40 bad games, 30, 40 games. It, we're allowed to have an opinion. If he's the one to blame in that game, we're going to be frustrated about it because that game is now, it's present, it's happening. Just like the Everton game, the Brighton game, where we're like, Dash didn't change it. Dash didn't adapt. Mm. That That's the point we're making. You know, we have to, we are allowed to have a say. And some people are just like, oh, well, you know, it's one error. We can let him have that. Yeah, yeah we can let him have that. But people are also entitled to say whether they're pissed off about it. Yeah, no, indeed. In, and we're the same with with, uh, with Casper. We know he, his distribution is bad and he takes some stick for it. But, you know, he, he saves us a lot more than he, he, he lets us down. Uh, again, you know, Terry, you know, I, I know you, Terry. We know we're good friends and, and what have you. But, um, well... I call you a friend. You probably, you know, claim you've never met and you know, don't know me. But um, yeah, the problem Another is Vestergaard, Vestergaard up until that point, that game, was was playing well. And he had one, yeah. you know, iffy game. I personally think Vestergaard should have been taken off maybe at half time. He was on a yellow. You know, that was a big risk keeping him on. And, you know, because he knew he couldn't go in and be found because it, it's another yellow and and, and it's a red. Um, David says here, think back to 1516, Morgan and Hooth were not fast and furious. They weren't, but they, they did like to uh, do three three falls and a submission. We, we all know that uh, in, those, <laughs> in that season, they were very much hands-on and they would not get away with it now with VAR, with all the pushing and pulling they did. Um, Terry says we haven't seen it yet regarding Rogers being sacked, but two more defeats and you just wait for it. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. Because like you know, we, we sacked Ranieri. You can't say that you can't keep a manager or a player because they all come to the sell-by date, don't they? And, you know, yeah. you look back at uh, Sean Dyche and what he's done for Burnley and, you know, you'd probably give him a job for life. But if he gets you relegated and then gets you relegated again, as a as a company, the owners have got to make that decision. And yeah. you can't live on past glories. Ranieri won us the, the Premier League, for God's sake, but he nearly got us relegated and he had to go. You know, it 
and don't don't feel sorry for managers because they earn more from the bloody payoffs than they do. You know, why else do you go to Watford? Because you hope you're going to get sacked after six months, be paid off your contract and put your feet up for two and a half years. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's true, Kate. And I love Nick Pope. I just don't know about this. And I think <laughs> Dale, I you, sh you should go out with Nick Pope, Kate. I've heard he's a keeper. Uh, that was for you, Mrs. Riley. And I think she's he was for, quite she's in love. <laughs> Still a cracking goalie, though. Um, I think you, you're right there. Uh, Jason, good evening, uh, Jason. Welcome along, our our newest uh, blogger uh, on on the channel. Our our man for our man live from the match. Um, all clubs and managers have to find the balance with managers coming and going. Um, that makes a good reason why we should have the opinions. I think some viewers think that we're playing fantasy football. Loving the show, but keep eating kebabs, boys. <laughs> fancy a takeaway now. I do. I do, to be fair. Yeah, you got me thinking now. Um, of course, I regard you as a mate. That's why I'm here. But... Have a bone to pick with Brad next time he's on live. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, Terry, 7 o'clock. It's the prediction show, week seven. We had a bit of a shitty week because we didn't guess any of the many of the results at all. We've got uh, Fuels coming on from Southampton. Fanny's a good laugh, 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow. So be there or be square, Terry. Um, David, Chris, think back to the pieces in our game versus Villarreal. Yes, it was a friendly... I thought we were on the foot front from the start and we were pressured them really well. well. Yes. And I'll tell you one of the things, David, I agree with you 100% there. And I don't know whether you feel this are the same about Burn Burnley, Dan, but with Leicester, it's what Leicester are going to turn up. If the yeah, Leicester yeah. played Villarreal, like David said there, turned up on Saturday, we would, we would have beaten you. I'm really confident of that. If yeah, the yeah. Leicester that had turned up against... Um, uh, uh, like Man City had turned up, I think we would have beaten you. And certainly the lesser that turned up for the first 60 minutes against Lazio had turned up, we would have it would have been it would have possibly been a cricket score. Now you don't know though what Leicester are gonna turn up, and we've always said Leicester are a team that will struggle against, and I say no disrespect, the lower teams in the position in the league and do well against the, the top teams. But you can't win things doing that. You know, it, it, you've, got to, you've got to win all the way around. And do you, do you ever feel that about Burnley? You're like, God, I wonder which Burnley's going to turn up. Yeah. We don't, as Leicester fans, quite good, very good point there, David. Yeah, no, I, I think exactly the same. I think for years, even from back in the days of Stan Turner, we, we used to come up against, you know, the better teams of the division and, We'd, you know, we'd put in a performance. As I say, we've had results under Stan Turner where we'd go and beat somebody like, obviously, Man City at the time weren't as big as they are now. But we'd we, we'd go and beat them 1-0 or something. But then the week after, we'd get beat 6-1 by Gillingham or 5-1 by Gillingham. That's how bad it were. Um, you know, and we've, start, we've sort of carried that on. Um, but, you know, it is it is, to be fair, one of those... It really grinds grand your gears, really, because those bigger teams, they are free hit games, in my opinion. For a team like Burnley, anyway, 
you mm. come up against Liverpool, Man City, you're in Chelsea and stuff, you get a result there. Fucking real do, brilliant. You talk about it all weekend, you talk about it for the rest of the week. You know, yeah. you're still going on about it prior to you know, prior to the game the week after. But you've got to win them games against the teams that you are expected to be around, in and around. It's all well and good talking about the fact that you've beat, you know, you, you beat, Li- well, let's just talk about it. The fact that we beat Liverpool, you know, that it was widely spoken about, you know, we beat Liverpool at Anfield, we'd, we'd stop the rut there. Everything, we'd stop that. Brilliant. It was spoke about for weeks and months. The end of that season, we still had to beat Fulham to relegate Fulham to still stay in the division. Mm. So this is this is what I mean. Luckily, we managed to beat them because they were piss poor. But that's what you need to do. We need to be getting them results. Looking back, the first game of the season, I said it's Brighton, it's the opening day, it's early doors, whatever the result, it's the result. I shouldn't be thinking like that. If I was a manager, I'd be sacked before I even stepped on the touchline for that game thinking that. You know, you've got to go out with the mentality to win. And I get that. And Dash says that with every game, we've got to go out with that mentality to win. But we had that mentality under Rowan Coyle. You know, when we beat Man United at Turf Moor for the first, you know, for the first time. So I do, I feel like an hour tune moment coming on here. <laughs> oh, young love. Young love. <laughs> There's always I, one. I kind of just say I I am allowed to play that because it's a mate's music and he gives me permission to, uh, <laughs> to to play that. But I do I did I do feel a bit like Simon Bates there with our tune. Um, although he said that if you saw the post that went up in the Facebook group the other day, um, it, I, to join the Facebook group you have to answer some questions or you know you have to have an association with Leicester or be in another Leicester group. And this woman was quite honest, but she said, "Oh, I want to, I want to join the group because I want to meet a man who I can give pleasure to." <laughs> like yeah, decline. Um, I took a note of her details first. You know. Yeah, we're going to say, and then all of a sudden, she had a friend request from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, you're quite right. There was, in fact, Jason put it up. But the problem I had with that post, Scott, was that people. A lot, of, a lot of people, uh, and I'm not going to rant again because I ranted on the show yesterday, but a lot of people, when they see a post they don't like, they go, oh, it's because it's in the sun, or what a stupid thing to say, what a stupid thing to post. They were, because they haven't got anything to come back with and add to the discussion. So there was something like, you know, 50 replies and 40 of them were sort of having a dig at Jason who posted it rather than actually coming back with an answer. So it was there for a bit. Um, having said that, 95% were backing Brendan on the on that vote, uh, which makes me think, what <laughs> 5%, what do they want? But then this is the same club that when we did a poll recently in one of the national newspapers, are you happy with your owners? 95% of Leicester fans said they were, or 96%. Like, what 4% of our fan base is not happy with our our um, yeah. our owners, you know? Terry's definitely going to be waiting um, <laughs> for Brad. 
do, do I need to keep you separate, Terry? Do I need to sort of, you know, warn warn Brad about this? Does he need to sort of Terry, Terry's that bloke that's been eyeballing that it that, that knob edit corner at bar that's just getting mouthful with someone and he's come out at club, he's waited outside afterwards, and instead of getting it taxi, he's waiting for this arsehole to walk out. <laughs> you know, oh, that's 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 so many clubs um, in, in Burnley. <laughs> what, what was that? There was a club. That's opening hour. <laughs> there was a club that when you went down from that down down the main street, I can't even remember what it's called. And you went past the Burnley Express on your bit road that goes up with the mechanics. Carry on walking yeah. down the main street, and you come to the bottom where it becomes unpedestrianized. Hamilton Street, and they used. Yeah. Oh my God, where did I pick that from? And there used to be a club on there, and I think you went in and downstairs to it. What was that club called? Oh, um, I'm just wondering: A, is it still there? Because B, I had a man, many a happy night down that club. Yeah, there's there's a few clubs down there now. Um, there was a big one up at the end on the left that was part was built was bought and was part of a big group, but this was sort of. Just one, one. It was in. It was in a big old mill or something. But it was one level. I think you went in and downstairs. Orange tree was it called at some point? Um, trying to think. Opposite there, I tell you what. Opposite there, there was a little bar. I don't know if this bar still there on the corner. A little one of these typical sort of you know local public times things in the town centre, and they had. Uh, it was a topless bar. Ah. And I went uh, in there and I was really disappointed because there was no roof on the top. <laughs> I, I think I know where you mean now. No, 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 no. To defend that answer, it, it, yeah. it used to be next door to, at the time, what was, it became, it was like a bee's knees at the side, um, which obviously is sort of like a branch now. Um, yeah. There's like one everywhere. Um, but it, it were at the side of that, and it were called Taboo. And that was, that was later than me, I think, possibly. Yes, it, it, it might have it might have changed names, but uh, that yeah. that stopped. That that went. That went. No, um, no, I, I enjoyed that. That that was that was my club of choice. I had uh, uh, an odd good good evening, but like I can say it, it was like. Topless bars aren't all what they were worked out to be. I mean, ladies, I love you, but you know, if you're in a top, if you're working in a topless bar, it probably means you can't get a job as a barmaid anywhere else. So I tell you what, never complain in a topless bar because if you think it's bad that you go into a restaurant and get somebody puts their thumb in your soup, then don't go in a topless bar and complain. <laughs> I tell you what, it's twice as bad. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> sorry, I only said that for a laugh. I thought it might get a few titters. <laughs> I think, but, I um, think, but but obviously I boobed. Uh, I think I need <laughs> to bring this back up here. I feel the right tit now. Um, <laughs> Come on, oh, Chris, dear. take a breath to the situation. <laughs> Nice one. No, oh, KFC. Mm, I could do a KFC oh. now. Um, Terry says here, I noticed down only half Burnley tickets taken on Saturday. Was it not a good take-up? Um, from from what I know, I thought they packed it out. Um, but what it showed on the camera, I suppose it always looks better on camera than it does when you're there. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I, I, it's a strange one because we're usually pretty decent away from home. Um, we usually, you know, back them in numbers. So yeah, that's that's a strange one to know. That I didn't, I honestly didn't know. But fair point, fair point. Yeah, no, you didn't offend Scott. I was just explaining as to why I took the post down um, because you know, yes, we shouldn't be questioning. Quite rightly, we shouldn't be questioning um Rogers at this point. Uh it's too early in this winter. We're not we're not West Brom. We're not Watford. We don't sack managers that early. Um but the the, the poll was put up because we'd seen this or you know on other sites and we're thinking like is this really what people are thinking? Um Chris it's about what happened to my dog. Um I'm not sure where you're following on from that. Uh because your last comment was about Burnley being half full. Explain that one. Explain that one, because it's leaving me feeling a bit rough. Um, <laughs> I'm dog-tired. Jason says, big thumbs up, uh, David, coming on the show. And thank you to Daniel as well, David and Daniel. <laughs> Expectations are built on... He's been called worse. i tell you what. Yeah. Usually well, I've, been, I, I've been called David a few times, to be honest. I used to get it in school back then, ladies. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what about Mrs. Riley? Hello, Mrs. Riley. I hope she always got <laughs> in the name right. Uh, Happily, so no? <laughs> Yes. Expectations are built on progressing. It's the fans that now have expectations being from lower leagues and winning the Premier League to Cup, Community Shield. Not the Community Shield, English Super Cup. Uh, <laughs> any fans should have expectations I believe that's where we are and it would the same be for Burnley fans it would, football yeah. you, you come 10th, you want to be 9th you're 9th, you want to be 8th you know um, doesn't always work like that unfortunately but we always want to do better things don't we of course we do, of course we do. Uh, Terry it's... says according to Radio Leicester they put tickets left on open sale I don't think we're filling out, no. though, are we? We're not filling out. And Terry, we might be, Chris. We might be. Really we, might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We are definitely filling out. You know what? I need a sports bra. <laughs> I tell you. Um, talking about that certain part of the anatomy, Brad and my dog. Has he been, has he been worrying dogs again? I've told Brad about that. I've said it's illegal and not in the least bit disgusting. <laughs> I tell you what, if this is true, I won't do what Sky did when Jamie Carragher spit at somebody. I will dismiss Brad. <laughs> if this is true. <laughs> I can't wait for the show now, Terry. I tell you, I've got to know. I've got to know this. It seems there's a Keith Lard in the ranks, Chris. Seems <laughs> what, sorry? Seems there's a Keith Lard in the ranks. <laughs> Keith Lard. Keith Lard. Have you not, do you not know who he is? He was a character yeah, played back. Hang on, hang on. Did he used to play for Preston by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was a character played by Peter Kay, and uh, he were he had a he was like a fire service person, and he and he used to obviously take the mick, and they used to say that he interferes with dogs, and he's like, oh, yeah. say this is your house, there's an exit here, and he's like, he's just he's joining a dog, he's joining a dog, they do hand him up about it, but yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'll be tuning in to find out. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm sure there'll be a few people in the comments who know who Keith Lard is, but. Yes. It was this. It was this. You just know the latter, Chris. You just know the latter. You just know Lard. 
<laughs> I know. I, I am lordless as this. Well, I've got I, I, I've got certain lords, but uh, but no, we're back on Friday, young man. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah. we are. So we can review the month. We are, and we're going to be. Uh, and again, it's at nine o'clock because we've got the preview show at seven. So we're doing it at nine o'clock. Um, could we'll be a long need an 18. We've got the whole month to go through. Definitely need an 18 rating at that point. I'll tell you that. Well, it, I might it, be half nine, pissed by nine, nine o'clock. o'clock is, yeah, it's after the watershed. So, so yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, be, we'll be fine. Um, Jason has said he's just filled out with a big kebab. <laughs> <laughs> what was she called? Where do you think the... <laughs> a man after my own weight? Uh, where do you think Burnley will finish? And are Burnley fans looking to archive this season? And when would you be thinking, has Sam taken the club as far as he can? You're having problems with names here, Jason, aren't you? I think you mean Sean. <laughs> yeah. unless, you know, unless you know something Dan doesn't. Oh, David. <laughs> David, let me ask you, David, has Sam taken the club as far as he can? <laughs> Sorry, David. Sam's taken, Sam's taken Blackburn as far as possible, I'm telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's one of those where we've all wanted to see what Dash can do with the budget. It's only been one window. The budget? Play... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got Brad and a dog and Sean and a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Animal welfare will be all over us. No wonder these. No wonder AdSense aren't are involved, Chris. <laughs> talking, talking of budgets, I've now got an, a, a picture in my mind of Sean Dyche and the Mankini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be honest, I don't think I can even picture that myself. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll send me some mock up just to, just to let me realise what what the vision was. <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to you. But no, as um, as <laughs> predictive text, predictive messages, Jason says. Um, <laughs> sorry, boys, it's the kebab. <laughs> what are you doing with the kebab? Um, so yeah, has, has he taken Burnley as far? I would think not. Like you say, he's got some money no. now. You want to see what he can do with it. Yeah, it's only the first. It's only the first window that he's had with a bit of cash behind him. You know, let's see what the the coming years bring. Okay, would I archive this season? I mean, this season I'd be happy with stability. You know, get the signings in, get them to adapt, see where it goes. Um, if we stay up, we stay up. Brilliant. You know, add a couple of bodies. We all know that the club, you know, the players are getting older. You can't keep using this mature squad line every year. Um, he's got to do something about it. So, you know, Burnley have been pretty well known for managing to pluck a bargain here and there. And, turn, you know, it turns out to be a signing that, you know, people want in the end. Mm. To be honest, I, 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 look, I can look back as far as when I was younger. We were looked at as a selling club. We sold Kieran Trippier, our most influential right-back, to Tottenham for £3 million. Bullshit. Yeah. He was easily worth £25, £30 Danny Ings, another one, went to Liverpool for a tribunal fee. You know, mm. it, it, it's, it's a flaming... It's been a farce. Over the years, we have been a selling club, but we've had to balance the books. You know... Looking at it now, as I've got older, I've realised that at the time when we had to get rid of Charlie Austin to be able to keep the club afloat, I was fucking fuming. 
Yeah. I was fuming. I'm like, you've just sold our, you know, our our income of goals for what? Luckily, Danny Ings came in, stepped up to the plate, and, you know, after a few seasons, he left. Andre Gray took his place. We always got quite lucky with strikers in that sense. You know, we always managed to find, you know, pluck a player and they turn out to be decent. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, There's there's certain moments you remember, you know, the fact that we we could have got the playoffs, um, you know, to go up to the Premier League when we had Paul Gascoigne. If he did, he had three or four opportunities in in the game against Coventry, I think it was. Mm. And if we'd have got that, you know, I think there are free kick it dying minutes that just just went over at bar or hit the post. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, um, you know, it, yeah. it's just all it all sale yeah. of ease, sale of yeah. ease. The uh, <laughs> that's that's the extent of your foreign language knowledge. <laughs> oh, I've been having French lessons with Maxwell Corner. Don't worry, <laughs> it was pitch perfect, Chris. Pitch perfect. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, what can I say? What can I say? Oh, it's the off God. the field stuff that throws you. Yeah, you've been on the grass again, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing Cornet will tell will teach is how to go down, but I'm sure that will please Kate. Um, just leave leave you with a couple of uh points here. Leicester have enjoyed just one win in the last five Premier League home games after winning six of the nine before that. Um but since the return to the Premier League in 14-15, Leicester scored 14 own goals, with only Tottenham putting through their own net more often in that time. Burnley have lost 10 points this season from leading positions in the Premier League more than any other side. If you had those 10 points, you know, you'd, well, whew, where would you be? You, you'd be 6th um, or 7th. Yeah, I'm going to say, especially uh, definitely flirting around that top area. Um, it is it, hard to take. It is hard to take because I go back to last season. I have to go back to last season when we went 2 0 up really early away at St Mary's. And, um, <laughs> and to be honest with you, 2 0 up away at St Mary's, that's it. You think the game's dead and buried. You can, the rest of the game's yours. We're going to lose that game 3 2. You know, then we had Newcastle at home again in a game that, for me, at the time, Newcastle were in that same area as us. Yeah, we went one nil up. We lost the game two one. Yeah, and you're just thinking, what's going on here? Like, and it since then, since then, the trends continued, mm. and so it does make you question. We do need to change something. Yes, yeah. okay, we've gone on that front foot. We've tried to be a bit more, have a bit more of an attacking mentality. We've also seen that it's leaving us stretched at the back, and as soon as they throw on another midfielder, we are we we we're knackered. We, we're effed. Yeah. You don't we, want to be stretched you know, at the back, do you, mate? I tell you, there's no. Do a frig. Do a frig. No. no. I don't no, know. Do no entry. <laughs> Look, mate. Um, coming up for the two hours, which is short for us. But <laughs> thanks so much. I will see you on Friday at nine o'clock when we'll be. You listening. definitely will. We'll be talking everything about football that's happened in the, not just Leicester and Burnley. There's more, well, less in, oh, there's a penalty at, um, what, there's a penalty at Crystal Palace and Brighton. Um, I forgot who were Derby, to be fair. You know. 
Oh, they hate each other, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we will be talking all things football, uh, not just Leicester and Burnley. I'm sure there's less interesting things to talk about, but we'll make it interesting. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for being honest. Um, I think both of us probably walked away on Saturday thinking, thank God for that. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and thanks no, to cheers Kate. For, cheers for having me. Yeah, no, no. Hey, talking of which, thanks to Kate as well. And. <laughs> <laughs> He did, I haven't had him, honestly, Kate. It's just rumours. Palace are one nil up against Brighton, so it doesn't look like they're going top. And uh, I, I have, I have to leave you with this. I haven't got a goodbye, Mrs. Riley. So I'll just say another hello, Mrs. Riley. How the devil are you, sir? And I tell you, this has got, this has got to have another, another run out, hasn't it? As well. <laughs> oh, the thing where, as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, um, is that a handbag you're holding there? No, I've just been. We was in Haworth. We was in Haworth at, um, at a sweet. We'd been to a, like a, an old, an old style sweet shop. So we picked up some like old style retro sweets, and they give us like the, the old paper bags as they used to do. As you do, as you do. We know you got a man bag. Thanks very much, mate. I'll see you on Friday nine o'clock. Thanks for coming on. You definitely will. Cheers for having me, Chris. And to, ev to everyone in the comments, thanks for inter yeah. interacting. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks very much. And just give your channel a shout out again, mate. So yeah, it's Turf More House, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and also on Spotify. So when if I don't see you in the comments, yeah, <laughs> when I can be bothered. If I don't see you in the comments, obviously I'm sure I'll be in to see what's going on between uh, for all this Brad and Brad and Dog business. <laughs> yes. uh, but I'll definitely be there because this sounds like some Scooby Doo shit, and I'm all for that. So, uh, <laughs> that's oh, I didn't think that Scooby Doo's a dog actually, is it? Hmm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll have Scooby Doo against Scrappy Doo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what a battle! What a battle! Uh, but no, but that's it. You, the link to uh, Dan's channel is in the, the YouTube description, although I might take it out now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. And I'll speak to you on Friday at nine o'clock. You will do. Cheers, okay. guys. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was pretty clean for us, actually. <laughs> yeah. We've had worse. Normally when it's on Dan's channel, but it doesn't, doesn't matter as much. But, yeah, hey, what a week. We are busy, busy, busy this week. We're going to be back tomorrow. Indeed we are. Yes, indeedy. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow and... Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Riley told me that you had had him. Um Let's. Let, I, have, I actually, I haven't got to come back to that, Kate. I haven't got to come back. You've left me speechless, and I never thought that would happen. But look, um, back tomorrow, seven o'clock for the prediction show with uh, myself, Brad, and the dog, and um, walking the dog. Mm -hmm. We'll see. And Fuels, who is uh, a Southampton fan for Match Day Vlogs. Uh, nine o'clock tomorrow. Don't forget. We're welcoming in ex-player Julian Watts uh, every Tuesdays at nine. And we're going to be doing, looking back at what we've been talking about today, VAR, Booit, et cetera. Um, but asking about the uh, an ex-player about it because they have different views to us. And 
quite often interesting views as well. And uh, Julian always has a view and it is always interesting. Seven o'clock uh, on Wednesday, uh, join me and Jason when it is the Europa League preview. And then on Thursday, um, it's the post-match show after Leicester Warsaw, who are really, really struggling. They are not playing well at all, Leicester Warsaw, which probably means we'll draw 2-2 with them. On Friday, it's the preview show uh, at 7 o'clock with Brad. Uh, hopefully, probably minus his dog by that point. And 9 o'clock on Friday, the aforementioned uh, monthly review show with Daniel. And then uh, 5 o'clock on Saturday, it is the match. No, 5 o'clock on Sunday, it is the match. I've got a day off on Saturday. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, I used to have a life. <laughs> See you Friday, Kate. I will wear a white a white rose in, in on on my badge, so you you know I am, and I can't carry a copy copy of Playboy under my arm. <laughs> okay, gotta go. Tez, take care. I'm off to watch uh, Palace Brighton. Don't know. I want to win, but it should be a good game. I will see you tomorrow at seven o'clock for the prediction show. Good night. Hello. Thanks for Matt watching. Here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.